0: What's shaking, Bacon?
1: Not much. How are you guys?
0: <laughs> not bad, yeah, not yeah. bad. Not bad. Not bad. You? I'm Rick. I'm Chris.
1: Hello. Um, I'm actually very excited about this one because I'm from Staten Island.
0: So. Oh, <laughs> oh, cool. Unfortunately, we're the wrong two members. <laughs> our Staten right, our screamer is from Staten Island, and he's in. Uh, he's at work. Yeah. But he's. I don't know where he. He's kind of. I don't know how familiar you are the area I guess he's there like Phoenix Studios, uh Arthur Kill Road. Yeah, yeah. He lives right over there. So we're always we're over there like at least every month or every other month. Is Staten Island like even big? Is it that big? Is it like the size of like Rhode Island? Is it, like, no it's not the size of Rhode Island. Oh okay. You know what I mean?
1: It's a place. <laughs> it's it's a very like, interesting place.
0: <laughs> I, I enjoy our like New York trips though. Like I really yeah. do. Like I have a good time.
1: So, um, again, thanks for doing this. Um, we have a cute little question that was asked at our freshman orientation that we ask everyone. It's a cute little icebreaker. Uh, if you could be okay. any item in the kitchen, what would you be and why?
0: Wait, say that again? If you could
1: be any item in the kitchen, what would you be and why?
0: Oh, um, probably a spoon because it's the most useful thing. You could scoop things with it, you could chop things with it. You know, it's. It's the most useful. Like, I like to be useful. You know what I mean? So, definitely a spoon. Absolutely. What about you, Ricky? I would say, <laughs> I guess. That's a hard one. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, <laughs> That's a weird question. I like I, that, though. I would Can say, I like, a, like, a roller. Like, a dough roll. What? Just because, like, <laughs> I smooth things out. Oh, I, make, I, make I like that. Happen. I like that. There you go.
1: Cute. Cute.
0: Yeah, I like that's good, that's good. I, I, Ricky's answer was better than mine, so <laughs> it's totally fine.
1: <laughs> I told people I'd be a knife because I have a sharp wit.
0: Uh, See, all five, right, but... now she, she beat us. Yeah, she beat us. Or I could say one of those like sporks, because oh, you can, you can, same thing as yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, but it has the tips to it, so you can still like, you know, you're still sharp, but you're also smooth at the same time.
1: You know? Versatile. <laughs> Versatile, so, there you go. So um, I'm actually quite curious on um, how you guys would describe your band, band sound in three words. Since there were so many different, at least like for me when I was listening, genres happening. I'm quite curious to see like how you guys would define yourselves.
0: Uh, well, we've been uh, through um, a few genre changes over the years. Uh, we used to be Easycore. Then we went to Pop Punk. And then we went to metalcore. We just when we went to metalcore, we just figured it out. Well, you said three words, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, what, what, all these words. I was like, wait, she asked for three words. Oh, three words. Three words. to Describe. Well, he was giving oh. a little
1: story on how you guys ended up where you are, but yeah.
0: It was <laughs> so, a little story. Um, three words to describe us. Um, powerful, melodic, hardcore. Whoa. Hardcore is a good one. Hardcore, I would say hardcore. We're pretty hardcore. I don't know about that. One Not of us yet. is pretty. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I, I'll go with him on this one. I'll let him take that one. All right. He doesn't let me take a lot, so <laughs> good. Um, this is a good sign. <laughs> but how we got to metalcore was we were trying to find ourselves the last two albums before, so we kind of just sat and reflected ourselves, like within ourselves, and we realized that we were listening to a lot of music that wasn't pop-punk or wasn't easy core, And we kind of just wrote to what we were listening to and what we felt in the time. And when we got to the studio, our producer was just like, maybe we should try to bump these up a little bit. And then we came out with Burn For Me, got a really positive response. Mm -hmm. So it was our feeler song. And then all of a sudden we were like, all right, we're going to stay here and see what what happens. And then obviously it it was definitely like more us. You know what yeah. I mean like obviously like the pop punk stuff was like pretty cool you know what I mean like we enjoyed doing it and like it was a lot of fun like a lot of the, like, the old music a lot of angst yeah it was just it was just hyper music you know but I I like I feel like the music that we do now has a lot more meaning towards it you know it's way I mean? yeah, it's way more us like we put a lot more time and yeah. thought into it definitely a lot more like melodic I've always loved like melodic cleans and obviously with pop punk you can't really do a lot of like melodic cleans it's more just like more jumpy yeah. vocals you get what I'm saying yeah. so it's just nice that we could finally you know I felt like I kind of came more out of my element um, when we turned to like metalcore I guess we would say like unique versatile versatile because We're versatile versatile. Versatile. <laughs> because unique, versatile versatile and ambitious so be is, I don't even know if that's even the right word versatile like the way I'm I would saying say, it. I would say yeah Personal, because all of our songs are different that we have on this record. We've only heard three out of the five, and the other two songs are completely different from each other, but still have the same group. Mm-hmm. And then what we're working on the background is also going to take a, a little bit of a step in the ambitious direction.
1: Yep. Uh, for me personally, um, you guys are one of the few bands that are actually like in my genre of what I listen to normally that I talk to. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> That, like, rarely happens for me. Um, So this is a very exciting thing to speak to. Um, I'm curious on how you guys came up with track listing. I know track listing is, like, super important when you're creating a record. Uh, Can you describe how or, like, why you put the placement of the tracks in the order that you did?
0: So um, placement of the – so you want to talk about the placement of how they release now or how they show up on, like, iTunes or Spotify?
1: What like like on the like when the records released? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess we kind of wanted to tell a story. Um, yeah. Like we start. Pretty sure we start the album with Ghost. Do we start with Ghost? do we start it with Surface? No, we started with Ghost. Ghost. We started so, with Ghost. Okay. Ghost was it has like a, a long intro and it's kind of like our story of us talking about like metal. Yeah, we didn't know where we stood with with ourselves. We were going through like member changes. We didn't know kind of where this band was going to go. It was kind of like our dark time. Yeah. You know and, I mean? and, and then like we just kind of translated it. Our choruses, well, the chorus is basically just like we're here to stay. Like no matter how rough the yeah. road's going to get, we're going to be here like to do everything together. Yeah. Um, and I guess we wanted to tell like just a roller coaster of emotions. Like we start with ghosts. I'm pretty sure we go into fading out. Fading out is basically just taking a step back from everyday life and just kind of like looking at everything and trying, gaining, knowing your purpose along the journey. Yeah, ever, ever like, you know, step away from a fight and then you're like thinking to yourself like, is it me who's wrong? Is it that person who's wrong? That's pretty much like what fading out is like about. It's like your subconscious. You know what I mean? Like you, you, it's what's going on in your head. All the different emotions at once. Um, and then we go into what? surface. Yeah, Surface. Surface is probably I I would think like our darkest like songs. Surface it hasn't released yet, but Surface is just about like us uh going th- we've all had like rough relationships or breakups or just rough squabbles you'll have with friends and stuff. So I said squabbles. And if you that. I never use that, kind of <laughs> I was thinking that much. Right, So like we're all looking for patches. patches. Yeah and yeah. it's just kinda like our conversation about like damn, like, this is life, like, this is happening, like, unfortunately, you kind of go into that dark spot. There's, mind. there's a really good, um, you know, really good line is it. like, if I have purpose, why do I feel so worthless? I think like everyone goes through that time where like, people are telling like, in this world, like, people t- are trying to tell you, hey, you're supposed to be doing this. And like, this is your purpose in life. But sometimes it's not the direction that you want to go in. You know what I mean? And sometimes you, it just makes you feel worthless on the inside. You know what I mean? And, uh we finished the album with One of Us, which is our heaviest song, and it deals with mental abuse and addiction and how like addiction has a forever uh, has a forever impact on not just your life but the life of everybody else around you. We sneak in a line that at the end of the song that's this is Omega, which basically means that no matter how long the story the song is or how long the story goes, like the feeling and the pain last forever. I feel like there's people out there, too, that'll be like, well, I've never had depression, I've never had anxiety, I've never had this, but, like, we said, you dive deeper into it, and everyone has that, you know what I mean? That's why I'm like, you're one of us, because everyone is the same, everyone has gone through those same emotions before, whether or not they admit it or not, they definitely have. Maybe they don't realize it, but they definitely have, so. Thanks, us.
1: <laughs> I think track listing is a super interesting um, part of when artists make a record, just because it's the intent of how the listener is actually supposed to listen to what's released. Right. And I feel like a lot of people nowadays don't do that as much as they should, <laughs> uh, yeah. just just because of um, Spotify culture. So my next question for you is, what is your opinion of streaming services like Spotify?
0: I like Spotify. Um, like I said, I know that there's some artists that don't like it like i know like taylor swift for a while she was like not about it it was just like the pricing and stuff it was like the, her, yeah she gets back the money but my opinion is like it's cool that we have instant access to listen to any musician at any point in time but the downside was that the cool part of playing and doing live music was that people could only hear you either on the radio or at live shows so it takes that aspect out of it because you know for 10.99 a month you get in. Listen to your artists unlimited, unlimited, or, you know, when a band comes to town, you know, once or twice a month, you know, pay twenty dollars to you know, you know, you're, you're gonna pick stay at home and listen or go to a live show. So I just think it takes away from that live culture that we, you know, we were brought up with, and now it's just kind of everything's online, and especially during these times, it's double different. Even even now today too, which is crazy. Something that I didn't even know is that most record labels now they. Rely on Spotify numbers. Like, it, they definitely rely, like, where before, before record labels would rely on bands touring and, and doing more like live shows. They still do. They it's still just do. It's awkward mean, right now. Like, right now we have to really focus on it. But, like, it's still a big part of it. It's yeah. Touring and, like, right. We're not saying that. No, no, you get what I mean. But, like, it. but it's a huge factor now where, like, before it really wasn't a factor. Like, obviously, in, like, 2008, Spotify didn't even exist. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it's like, do you get what I'm saying? But, like, now it's like a huge factor. People take it really, really seriously. I think the first like streaming platform platform wasn't that Pandora. I think it was like Pandora. Actually, I have no idea. Yeah, something like that. This but, is all new for me. Yeah, I, I'm not a tech advanced person at all. I can't even get my phone to work properly. So, <laughs> did you also want to go to school for
1: cybersecurity? Yeah
0: I, was, yeah, I wanted to go to school for cybersecurity, and I was like, I did like three classes and, like stop <laughs> Can't even unlock this phone. No, can't even unlock my phone properly. No. <laughs> so. um
1: yeah i have my own two cents on spotify i'm not gonna lie i do use the streaming service every day um but i think as a listener i shouldn't be seeing a band's monthly listener count i think that should be held respectively for the business side of things because i feel like at least from what my friends do uh it impacts who they listen to and how they listen to an artist and i don't think Honestly. that should be a thing
0: I, you know and yeah i no, didn't I, even think of it i didn't even realize like because we i see that our numbers and i oh i until this moment right now i always thought that we could just see it because we have the bad one but now i said that i was like oh my god that makes perfect sense cause I'm, oh, yeah, people, going, could, people could always see yeah it, I, I, I never, never realized that and the only reason like honestly like you know our monthly jumped up because obviously like with the with the label we get on you know decent playlists through like the label which is kind of don't listen to the numbers. Just yeah. listen. Yeah. Just listen. Just click play. Yeah, yeah I agree right. that. Yeah, yeah no, I, I do, agree. I do, I do agree. Don't with listen that. to the numbers, click play and enjoy them. There's so many good bands that I listen to on Spotify that have got like super low monthly listeners and they're like incredible. You know what I mean? It's I can see where you're coming from with that. That that is kind of annoying. Yeah. That is that is I don't like that actually.
1: I've also noticed like here, um, it's influenced how bills are made for um sets and stuff. And yeah. it's kind of yeah, upsetting yeah, yeah, to see like the same three bands touring with each other every single time. Not am saying they're not great, but like sometimes a little um, take a chance. I don't know. At least that's my own thought process on this.
0: No, we will stand with you on that one. Take a chance I'll, like take a chance and, and listen to bands that like like some of the best bands, like I said, I've listened to, they don't have a lot of monthly lists. So they just enjoy making music, you know? They're not out there for like the fame and all this stuff like that. Yeah,
1: yeah no, I get it. Um also, congrats on recently signing it in Vogue. That's pretty exciting. You. <laughs>
0: Thanks.
1: Um, They're one of my favorite labels, not going to lie. So, I think so, from what I've seen. What's the
0: what band on that label? That, <laughs> like, What's the band that you really like on our record label? How about that? Okay. Well, not but like who's been on a record?
1: if i'm talking just strictly in vogue um in her own words is probably one of my favorites off the label i have the re- i have the record um
0: yeah
1: if i'm talking all-time label sharp tone i have a soft spot for
0: like oh really that's right. awesome That sharp, sharp Tone's pretty cool sean's pretty awesome he's cool he's a cool dude. in vogue band mine's boys of fall
1: love them
0: nice. hey i like this band called makari that was on the record they're not mm-hmm. on the record anymore, but they're incredible
1: Yeah, Macari with Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always find it interesting. Like, all of these labels, I feel like these, they're not smaller labels, so to say, but like, yeah, I guess they're smaller labels. I feel like, um, from what I see, they do so much to promote their artists, and some of them are really willing to take chances on artists that I think is something special, just because they're not just going by, at least from, like, my perspective, those monthly listener counts.
0: I seem to respect those labels a lot more, people that take chances. I mean Nick took a chance on us. Yeah, I mean he was really taking good. a chance with every artist, yeah. but like at the time we were in the mix of figuring out our sound. So to propose that to a label and then to say, Give these guys a chance I, he opened he basically opened his arm and said, Yeah, let's try this and we were we looked we good su- so far. Yeah, we like were, we're doing good. We were surprised. Like when we were, when <laughs> when our manager first told us that we were gonna get a deal and we were like, What? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know what I mean? Like he, like, he just said, we were in the process of figuring ourselves out. You know what I mean? So it's nice that someone wanted to take a chance with us, you, what we could do. It's, you know. It's a good confidence boost, too. Yeah, you know? it's, really, it's really cool. Because, like, yeah. I've been playing music my whole life. Well, since I was, like, 13, 14. And, uh, like, it's always been no. You get used to hearing no or, like, nah, get yeah. out, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, to hear something, yeah, what do you want to do? And we're, like. Wait, I never got this far, what do you mean? And then for it to work as, as well as it's doing so far. It's sad to say, but you get kind of used to rejection after a while. Like, so, like, so, like, you know, obviously we promoted to like other record labels. Sometimes they're like, nah, now, now, no. We got a lot of notes, you know what I mean? And then we finally started getting yeses and we we're like, this is weird. <laughs> you know, so
1: it was good. So um, this kind of leads to earlier. You mentioned live music. Um, where I'm from on Staten Island, there isn't really live music, which I'm sure you've kind of seen. Um, at least it's like sad. Yep. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> um, so when you guys are actually performing live, um, where would you normally go? I guess is the question. Like for live music in this area. <laughs>
0: uh oh. so in in new york like we played the knitting factory we did our ep release show for our uh, pop punk album in uh the, the knitting factory in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. i think the coolest place in my opinion that we played at was gramercy theater at blue meal gramercy was cool we played at independence hall in Independence Hall, ashbury new jersey mm-hmm. i know that's like not new i'm trying to just think of every like the areas over there uh i think we played a show at phoenix Studios. What was the place called? Cubby Bear too. Where that was in I, Chicago. That's, that's uh, in New York. Oh, okay. That's my <laughs> bad. <bet. laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't am trying to think. We played at Game Changer World. Oh, was that social repos? Yeah. That was pretty cool. I like yeah. that show. That was that was a really cool like scene. We people. didn't Yeah, we haven't Where else we played? We played at what did we just play at in March? Oh my god, the best. Where isn't that Brooklyn? Was that Oh yeah, the nest. Yeah, 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 The yeah, basement. That was yeah, that, that the nest. cool. If we couldn't we could we had to walk around the block like fifty times just couldn't even find it. <laughs> like so, like so, so far every place in New York has been pretty damn yeah. good. Like sound wise, people wise, promotional wise. I can't complain about New York scene really. like, when it's time to show up for a show, New York doesn't. I mean, New York's been fun. Yeah. Wait, was was Game Changer in New Jersey? Game yeah. Changer in New Jersey. Oh also too, where we play with um Tillion. That was in Jersey too. Yeah, in Minnesota. That's independence hall. Alright. See I'm not I'm not good with that kind of stuff. Like, I'm there. I'm he's, with you. He's, <laughs> he, he's.
1: <laughs> I normally go to Jersey for shows, so I understand. Ah. <coughs> yeah, where, where I am geographically it's closer. So instead of
0: Where do you end up shows over there?
1: Uh Starland or uh the Stone Pony is probably where I've seen the most shows. Oh
0: alright. Yep.
1: Haven't been to Independence Hall yet, but heard great things.
0: Stone Pony. Yeah, I've been trying to get <laughs> That's a great name
1: to name a boy. Stone Pony. <laughs> it's a pretty cool menu. Like <laughs> yeah. So, um, my next question for you guys is one that our PR director Grace came up with and I'm sorry, it's gonna be like a kinda complicated question. Um, what is your opinion, <laughs> oh. sorry, What is your opinion of releasing an artist's unreleased music after they've passed away? Should it be released or should it not?
0: After Wow. i actually i like that that's, that's a, i like that you literature. know what i'm i'm cool with it with pop smoke and juice world releasing albums post you know post death yeah yeah <laughs> no i i'm cool with it because the process takes a while like it's not just somebody going in there and recreate I'm, I'm gonna assume it's not just somebody going in there and recreating his voice it's his voice yeah. so they just never finish the product you So know i like the idea of having an unreal like an artist that has passed, and you know, their it's their album. It's still their album, regardless if they passed or not, because their voice was on that track. There so was, it, yeah, I think it helps a lot, and it also helps with a lot of closure because it puts songs and and other things into perspective when that song is released. It could there, ch- change. It yeah. also could change the the whole mood of the entire album. There was, um it was interesting when when uh, Chester actually it's the anniversary today of speaking of that whole situation, but. Um, I know that there are some bands that are not for that. I know there was a few demos that they did before he passed away that got leaked online, and the band immediately took them down um, because they were like, "No, like this is like a serious situation, like, and this is something that we want to keep for like ourselves." I mean, there, it, it depends on the situation, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there are some bands and artists that are more like, "No, like we don't want to, we don't want to do this because this is like his personal stuff." And there's some, you know, artists that you said are like okay with like releasing that. Yeah, I guess the big thing for me to tilt it in the other direction would be where does that money go? Like, I would hate for the the label to say, oh, you know, we're gonna pocket all this money instead of giving it to the family of somebody who's That's deceased. that's what I was. Trying that's to like my too. is that's like my issue with it. But mm-hmm. I do agree that you sh- if if unfortunately if it does ever happen. Someone should, should Someone should release it. Yeah, you know I mean. Like I don't. I think even like Book of Romans, they had some songs that had Kyle on it that never got released as well. But what they did, what was different, which I let, uh, they they went back to the studio and I think he recorded the screamer, recorded the cleans and the screams, yeah. and then they re-released it that way. But originally, I think Kyle had some of those parts. They just never released it with Kyle on it. Just for respect for him. That's that's what I heard. I don't know if that's 100 percent true, but that's just something that like I heard about. I definitely know about the Lincoln Park stuff. That's that's a true fact. So, yeah,
1: I know this is a very complicated question.
0: Um, it was okay. it's a it's a complicated question. But you never think about, about it. it. Really. You to think about it, but like I feel like it's something that should be talked about because you never know what could happen. I, I think it's, it's respectful. Anyone, in my thing, in my opinion, it's it's respectful. I, I I would say it's respectful like if, if something happened to me like I would hope they and there was something that had my voice on it I would hope my band would release something that I, that as a memory you know? no exceptions for Brady Brady you don't get to put on the album <laughs> <laughs>
1: um we actually asked this question to start a conversation about it since we have noticed it is unfortunately happening more frequently in the industry um this question came about because of the little peep songs that were released last year that kind of sounded like unfinished bedroom demos and then uh, Mac Miller's album came out, which actually had consent from his family and the producer who worked with him on the album helped to finish it. So we noticed there are different extremes to how this question, uh, what's been happening. And we wanna start a conversation about, I know this is gonna sound so morbid, but artist wills or actually negotiating this into a contract because we know a lot of artists have different opinions on what should happen to their own music.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So is the question like, should we think about the will? Like, it should be on the write it in, up. or up?
1: it's up to everyone. I don't know. It's whatever. We just want to try to bring it up, bring it up because you don't want something to happen that you don't want to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of morbid to think about that, like twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, that we have to think about like writing a will for our music. I think it's smart. I put it in my will. I put it in my will. I'll be like, I want you guys to do No, for but this it's, for I writing. think it's going to be different than a will. It's a music. So I would assume that just like a piece of paper you could write in your writing journal. Like for, for some reason, it's just like in case of like for this to happen, like this is where my music's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. I think it's not a bad thing, but the problem with that is that not a lot of musicians are like really organized. I get lost with where, where that will would go but like I think it's smart to cover your ground where that stuff yeah. is I think my biggest thing is like I love the label aspect of stuff but it's where the money goes like God yeah. forbid anything was to happen to me I would want my family you know and yeah. anybody associated with me to get what I have left after I pass I, but like I would be honestly damned if somebody else got it. I would I would um, I I'd to write it in I'd write a will. Yeah, I, 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 I write a will too. Um, I would want it to be like split. Like, I want some to go to my family and to my bandmates, because like you know my bandmates are I'm very close with as well. And I would want them to be, if something happened to me, I want them to still be successful in what they love to do. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want it to just end. I want them to move on and 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 you know write different music and do stuff. So I would want some of the money to go to them and I would want some of the money to go to my family. I think It'd be like split down the middle kind of thing. You know I mean, I think that's like that's only fair. You know what I mean because. They, I believe in their dreams as well as you know what I mean and things do happen sometimes you know so
1: I've had this question compared to Kurt Cobain's journal and um, the band Viola Beach I don't know if you know them they're like a UK band they unfortunately yeah. passed away in a car accident where they like fell off a bridge and um, their album was released posthumously and it didn't sound very finished but the families of the, the band wanted it released so it's very interesting to see the extremes and what. I mean, it's also it.
0: you'd be surprised what you can do with someone's voice. Like I know, like producers, like I know if something like happens, they can usually take bits of like what that person already did and just you know. They, I mean, they did that. uh Justin Timberlake, I think it was, or Drake did it with Michael Jackson's voice. I mean, these are these are extremes and stuff. Like, I guess Michael Jackson like only had like just like one line of a song. Uh, and then they made it into an entire song. I think it was contemporary that didn't, but um takes a lot I, of editing. I don't know like what you just said about how they kind of just released a product that was unfinished. I honestly would appreciate that more because it's just basically what they left off it's the unfinished story, yeah, and that leaves it for more interpretation like it just opens a, a broader a, a bigger spectrum of thoughts yeah i i'm I'm totally with Ricky on that like I I want to hear the like unfinished story it makes you wonder like what would what would be next you know like what would they have done you know what I mean? cuz that's the whole thing about being an artist is like you want to do the unexpected you know what I mean and sometimes it's like it's good to wonder like especially with the new album like what's next like when we, when we released Ghost they were people were like what's next for the EP you know yeah that was a big thing yeah so
1: I feel like a lot of things uh, at least in the music industry it's always like the next step of what's going to happen and what I love specifically about this industry in general is because when you guys release a song, like five years from now, someone's going to relate to the song as it was when you released it. And I find that that's what makes it so timeless. So it's very interesting and a great thing to happen in this industry. That's not really yeah, I friend, like that. But-
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. I like that. Have- are going to be relatable for a long time. They're kind of just like a broad statement on a little piece of our mind so it's relatable for time to come because we're always going to be stressed we're always going to be depressed or you know stressing about something or down on our luck or feeling like the underdog so i hope that somebody five years down the line listens to it it's like yo i heard this song five years ago as well and i still relate to this yeah i think like a lot of people are like well you know oh a new album's coming out it's totally gonna be different i'm just gonna listen to that well listen gold stuff as well because it still has a lot of meaning towards it. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people that still listen to Bring Me the Horizons, like deathcore stuff. It has a lot of meaning, you know, towards it still. You know what I mean? And they 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 love every single album. You know, some people just listen to their pop stuff. You know what I mean? Some people still listen to pop. Both listen to what they're producing now. You know what I mean? Like, so like every every song has a meaning. You know what I mean? And I just I don't think music should ever be forgotten or songs should be forgotten just because something new comes out it's not like a video game where like you know like in a video game you know sometimes the the next version of like assassin's creed is like better you know what i mean you wouldn't want to play the older version i still get what i mean but you know you want to always I, i always look back to like older music and stuff like all the time because sometimes the older stuff has more meaning than the newer stuff
1: I like seeing the progression of an artist, like listening to their early stuff and then going through the discography to hear their newest stuff. It's always interesting. It's always fascinating because it's a journey in and of itself, like not just the the record, but a discography because there's so much happening and so much evolving from it.
0: I like seeing the growth, honestly. Um, A small part of me kind of hates that we took everything down, Um, but we didn't grow in that. We just grew... Personally, I think that's what it was. We grew, like, as people to make more mature music. I don't know. I don't know. Like, would you... I, I, I don't know if we kept our old stuff up if, like, we would have... If people actually would have seen growth. I think some people would have definitely seen growth. I mean, even vocally, just streaming-wise, even instrumentally. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's a... That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's like where, a one because That one's, like... That was hard for us to do. That was, like, that's a 55-45 down-the-middle split for that one. It was, like, a... It was weird. I don't know. Some some of us were like some of the, us in the band were sad to see it go, and some people were pretty pumped about it. You know, it just I, I we had to kind of I felt like we had to do what we had to do, but there's a part of me that like still will go back and you can if you dig deep enough you can find the old stuff. You know, so <laughs> you still find it. Maybe I'm, we made it a trick. or It's I, a uh, trick. You know? But if you find it, it, this stuff is still pretty good. <laughs> so. It has a lot of good memories too.
1: Okay, so talking about the release that's coming up, um, what is your favorite part of a song you've written for it?
0: Um, ooh, that's a good one. Um my favorite chorus I've ever written is definitely Fading Out. Um I was in Chris's basement when uh we originally wrote together and I just Chris it, is yeah. our drummer. Chris is our drummer. <laughs> um great guy. Um and um we were, and we were downstairs, and he was like, I don't know what we want to do for this course." And I just started going, I'm fading out. And it, like, fits so perfectly. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, it was so powerful. It's probably, you know, one of our most powerful courses I ever done. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't released yet, but I, I love. I feel like you really like Surface. Right? I love Surface. All right. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, like, torn. Because both of those two parts that I like are in two songs that we haven't released I like what we did for one of us one of us is our heavier songs and Chris, one of us is Chris and I wrote that together and uh, we it was just you know it was just a riff and then we kind of built off of it and then once we it went, went to the studio it came together more but I really like playing that song and I guess that was songs like that a- we, honestly no lied ghost I lied ghost I love playing ghost they'll tell you it's my favorite song to play live It's like, really it, it's that's- it's so like drivey. and it's just fun it's so I don't have to think about it I guess that's the reason why the intro. That, that's so our fun. that's our groove song. That's like our song. yeah live. You don't have to think about it. We you know, it's just one of those songs that like I don't. We play it so perfectly live. Like yeah. it's it's crazy. That was just like the album live. You know? Yeah. So I would say like Ghost, like Ghost. Ghost in its entirety for me was very fun to write. It's fun to play. The parts are. To, I could teach anybody how to play that. Oh the sample in the beginning with like the strings and stuff too was just so cool. It was so unique. Yeah. I, I don't even I don't even know how we found that sample, but it was fantastic. <laughs> it was perfect. It sounds like a superhero song. You know you're like flying through the sky, you know. It's what Spider-Man. reminds me Spider Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. I, I it was funny, I, I have a Spider Man game or whatever for PlayStation and I played that song behind Spider Man. I was like, oh this is dope. <laughs> <laughs> like this
1: is great it's awesome yeah, cool. yeah um i have heard the record i think i'm going to say this and i'm going to i never say this um i am always so skeptical when a song is the title like the title track of a record because i'm gonna be honest it's normally not my never my favorite song but in this case it was so that that probably means nothing but <laughs> well,
0: that- <laughs> that means it's a, a lot. lot yeah yeah, yeah the whole was like if we were like <laughs> that, let me keep going i gotta finish
1: that thought okay so surface is definitely my favorite track of the record um i think it sums up the songs very well in, a, in the little track listing formatting just because the story of what was happening it's I think that having it titled Surface and having the song, a lot of the songs touch on things that aren't seen at Surface level. So I thought it was kind of ironic in a sense that it was called Surface. And yeah. I think that picking that song for the, I guess, the title track was a really smart choice and a really good one.
0: That was a, thank you for all that. Thank Seriously. Uh, surface wasn't actually called that. That was the first song that we wrote for this album as well. Um, and playing games playing games that's what it was Uh, we uh, we all actually all five of us had said that we were like wow we really don't want to like name the album and the song together because we don't want the we don't want the song to sound like it's a sum up of the album Mm -hmm. and we kind of just left it just because it just made more sense when we started like naming files for real we were like alright you know surface it fits because it's it's kind of a sum of what we thought, but yeah, that's just really crazy that you said surfaces your favorite off the record. I think I'm uh, like blown away by it. Like I love this. the ending of surfaces because we've had it for so long. Yeah. One of those songs that just kept just going, like for us personally, just went to edit and edit and edit. Yeah. We just were like, damn, the song is never going to come together. And finally, it came together like once we got in the studio, and we were like, oh, this is cool. and it's Cool to play it live. It's- I will never forget the look on our faces when Naila started to put like all of the effects Just, like if you like this? Remember you put it in yeah. like we had a lot of fun uh, <laughs> doing like the post edits and like yeah. seeing all the production going into it afterwards because it was well it wasn't what we were expecting We wrote the song as like a semi acoustic, semi almost heavy and then, song. It almost didn't come to the studio. Actually. Yeah, we was- brought this we brought that song and fading out and goes to the studio and one other song and bait, and fading out. I mean no, not fading out. Surface was the one that we were like And Bay was like, No I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys need space You're like, alright cool, let's try it. I think my favorite part of Surface is like the end where like you hear me and my screamer going back and forth and also it just ends and there's just the piano and it's like the end of all the bullshit. You know what I mean? It's like your mind is clear. I just I love that gives me a lot of emotion every time I sing that song. I mean, there's been times where I sing that song live and I get like teary-eyed. It's it's, it's a very emotional song.
1: I love how the ending yeah. gave space to breathe. Like, it just had this nice like effect at the end where you're like, oh, okay. Like, that was, it was one of the songs where I had to probably like replay it a couple of times just to actually understand what was happening. It was one of those that like required more listens because it was that good. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: Like a lot more than once. I I really have. I'm happy you listened to the whole piece. So, you obviously think that every song ties in really well to each other. That that was kind of like our goal. I mean, we just kind of really want to tell a story. Sometimes, like, we listen to an album that doesn't really tell a story, just a bunch of randomness. All right, so then we'll. So, I guess we're going to ask a question. How did.
1: Honestly,
0: because not a lot of people have heard it, besides, like, are they close to us and stuff, have heard the album back and forth? Now that you have an unfiltered you don't know us until this conversation. How did you think what did you think of the song? All the songs.
1: The songs. Okay. Yeah. How- As I said earlier, super excited actually in my genre. Very rarely, really rarely happens. Um I was very intrigued. Gonna be a hundred percent honest. Like it wasn't what I expected, which is always good. Um <laughs> I like listening to artists where I'm like, oh, this, is, this isn't this is what I thought was going to happen. But I noticed that everything had, like, a really nice intent to it. Like, as you said, like, you wanted to create this story. And I love listening to albums in full for that purpose, because every song is placed in a way. That's why I asked about track listing, because I always think there's some Gosh. intent behind it. And it, like, kind of, like... Okay, remember in, like, school, uh, like, the hero's journey where, like, you hit the climax, and then there's, like, the resolution at the end. I kind of thought that's what the record was.
0: (laughs) We did did it right. Yeah, like, we started at the beginning of the interview saying that, like, we like to tell a story. I've always liked albums, and I've always liked uh, songs that told stories from the beginning to the end, and you can follow it. And I watch, you know, I watch TV. Everybody watches a lot of TV and movies and stuff. Like, I really listen to, like, the music and how the music, like, exaggerates the word or like the scenario and stuff. So you really know, wanted to make yeah. like the climax of every part like that one part of the song that's just like in your face. You can tell there's a lot of potion happening in your mind. And then we just draw it back to make you kinda of just sit back on it a little bit and you're gonna expect like, it's gonna come again, obviously. Yeah, you don't know when or where. Like you know what's crazy though? Like I don't think we even expected that to even really tell a story. We just kinda of naturally did. Yeah. And it was something that just sort of kinda of, like naturally happened. It's kind of weird it's not like we went to like we want to tell this story. We want this, 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 and then we want this. It just sort of happened. Yeah, naturally. the writing process pretty much was what's happening in everybody's life that we can relate to. And it's kind of we all we all we hang out three five times a week. Like we hang out a lot outside of music, so we kind of just was like, hmm, this is this is easy. It just made writing a lot easier. Then once we added, you know, our basis is. Uh, he's got a degree in uh, science, not psychology. English or something no? Like? Yeah, yeah it's something like that that. <laughs> Philosophy. He's a philosophy major, so like get, now we get the toy around with these intricate words. Words, <laughs> like, not, like, words I, first time. I I'm not, so now we're we're gonna start having fun with those phrases, and that's what stuff. I'm saying. Like it's 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 not just one person yeah. writing songs and stuff like that. Like it's all of all. us. It's all of us. Like I'm really, really good at melodies, like you know, pretty good at melodies. And Dino would usually put those words in melodies. but What are you looking at me funny for? Him. You, you just did fading out, and then you were like, "Yeah, I'm great at harmonies, on melodies." Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it. He's all right. It, He's learning. And yeah, I'm like I said, like sometimes, it, sometimes certain things click, and sometimes things just don't click. You know, so and sometimes I just need extra help to help that click.
1: next question is relating to records um what is your favorite album in your personal collection and my personal collection i mean you physically own it
0: oh uh the fraternal bring me the horizon uh all-time favorite album i love i've loved bring me the horizon well before that uh but i really like sat there and listened to that album like put it on sit with headphones and like write notes Stuff like I very much enjoyed that. I don't think there's anything more perfect than that album, at all. Like there's nothing in my for some reason it's just like that record. I, I just I have no words. They just they really did a number with the album. Um My favorite album of all time, well, that kind of got me, it's like the pop punk stuff. So I'm actually a huge pop fan. Actually, so, um, is "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" by Blink 2 Tom DeLonge, man. Oh boy, I wish yeah, I wish he would come back, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean there's rumors of it, but you know, um, it just it just kinda got me into that uh, like genre of like music of like pop punk and stuff like that. I listen to different things and then obviously I have, like of mice and men and their an album of mice and men, so it's one of my favorite albums too. It's actually where I've learned some of my screaming techniques, um, that's from that album kind of like his way of screaming. So it's, that those are my Two like, favorite
1: albums of all time. I love asking this question. I feel like it says a lot about a person what records they pick just because it can either be, you might have an emotional connection to it or to something that stood out to you. I just think it says a lot about a person.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree. Again, that question, I was like, oh, I don't want to be either judged or loved because of this. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I remember when I first started hanging around Ricky, he got I me mean, into a lot of like Dance Gavin dance too. I have to say, like, with like Tillion and Rabbits and all that stuff, like all the videos, it's like, it's like Isn't this stuff weird? And I'm like, Yeah, I kind of like it because I never actually really a lot. But yeah, I come from like Woe Is Me, uh, OG We Came in Romans, Attack Attack, like OG Attack Attack, like Someday it Came suddenly. I have Someday it Came Suddenly tattooed from my chest. That's something that album meant to me. Um, yeah, Well, that old OG, old, old like 2009, and yeah. Metalcore. Post-hardcore, pop-core. I guess we, I don't know what you would call it. Weird metal. There's, there's also a band on uh, Sharp on Records that I really like too. It's kind of a little bit different. It's called, I think it's called, uh, it's, it's Alpha Wolf. Yeah. They're, yeah. Like I'm <laughs> like, it's a, I love their like style. I love like the vocal style, like his little like Japanese clothing style he's got going on there. It's just, I don't know. I, I love their vibe. You know what I mean? So I like weird stuff like that as well. <laughs> like,
1: I think yeah. they're from, like, Transylvania or something. I don't
0: know. They're just, they're just, like, weird, like, but tell you, I like, I like really, really weird music sometimes. You know, I'll put something on, like, in the car and you would be like, what is this? It's like, what, like, 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 I listen to a lot of too, so. Yeah, um, sure.
1: when I'm driving in the car with my friends, I'm not allowed to uh, use the aux cord even though it's my car, because they're like, what are you, what are you listening to? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't even car. have a in my car. That's a whole my car <laughs> Not even, I don't even plug in for me to even, I just still use CDs, the physical CDs. <laughs> awkward. It's really awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. As I said earlier, do you think it says a lot about a person? I don't know. It's probably really super philosophical, but.
0: It does a lot about a person. If someone came out and said like, oh, my favorite album all time is Believe by Justin Bieber, I'd be like, <laughs> If someone, someone told me, I mean, I'd be cool with it because Justin Bieber's a GOAT, But like, really, When announce that on TV, anywhere—that's like a guilty pleasure, not a—not
1: a favorite album.
0: Fun, yeah, not a favorite album. <laughs> fun fact: where I I got into uh, like metalcore and stuff like that, and they, Ricky and some of my bandmates know about this. I actually was a country singer before. I went on tour with Kenny Rogers when I was like 13, um, and did uh, and did stuff with him. Um, I did like the Christmas special with him so I used to actually sing country that's how I kind of got the melodic tone and I translated it into metal chord, pop punk and I, I don't know, I'm not a big country fan but I will listen to some country music. also blue moon it'll come <laughs> in, some Luke Bryan, Brian you know
1: so what music are you currently listening to? I asked this to expand my own horizons of what I should be checking out
0: What music? Currently, I'm listening to new Secrets Come Down single that they released. I think, honestly, it's probably one of their better songs I've heard in a really long time. I'm also reliving my olden days with What Was Me, back when they had Michael Bond and Tyler Carter. Um, Also, I'm listening to a band called Sleep Token. They went on tour with uh, issues I think last year and their whole vibe is just like really wear masks, whole they're just their sound is just so so dope. If you haven't listened to them, they're so so awesome Uh I Bill Murray. Bill Murray, if you, if you like uh Attack Attack, the old singer from Attack Attack, uh Johnny Frank, it's his band. Um real like electronic pop uh but with some of his screens in it, it's it's a day I literally listen to it every day. Everybody around me listens you know. well, and not because of me it's because of Chris our drummer So yeah. like yeah, he introduced that Bill Murray also for me uh, two bands I'm going to do kind of a shout out a little bit cause two bands I personally know um, I would have to say I've been listening to a lot of Varsity they've been releasing some really cool unique music uh, they're out in New York as well and also this band uh, Vantage too they've been like a huge supporter of our music as well I have, I love the vibe I've also been listening to a lot of uh, picturesque too um I think Kyle's is a very unique voice. It's very different, um, you know what I mean. So um, their music has given me a lot of like inspiration as well for different kinds of sounds and stuff because they have like a cool, unique like pop vibe they're, like, and then they're kind of like heavy at the same time. So it's just it's just different, you know. I like listen to just weird, different things like I say like album, you know, like you know just just unique stuff. You know? I, I, Hi, I go
1: first. Actually, Oh, I was Stop. just gonna say, I have Do You Feel OK on vinyl? So. Oh,
0: cool. Yeah. Wait, yes, you won up. There you go, yeah. On that one.
1: I was very nervous <laughs> to pre order that one.
0: Yep, <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. beat me on that one.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm always super sketched to pre order a vinyl. <laughs> just because, like, a lot of artists I listen to, I'm never a fan of the singles they release. And it's, it's upsetting. Like, I'm going to use Boston Manor as my example. I hated the singles released for Glue. I thought they were terrible. But then I loved the album, so... I don't know. Second last question. Um, what musicians inspire you to be a better musician?
0: Oh. Mine would be, like... I've always been fascinated with, uh, like, Hendrix. Uh, I was blown away by uh, Claudio from... Uh, I saw him like maybe a month after I got my first guitar and I was like one I need a double neck SG guitar and two I need hair like that and three I want to play like that Um, and then it uh, it wasn't until I like met him personally and he was super cool with AJ from Issues Uh, I met him outside of a show and we talked about gear and playing live and you're and just a super like cool upfront honest person. Um, what do I like, would say I um I think for me um just for like frontman wise I would say Freddie Mercury because he was such a diva. Yeah, Freddie and he Mercury, just, he Brandon, just, oh, I was trying to think of. Cause I was gonna say Freddie Mercury. I almost said Freddie Mercury. Me too, I was about to say, but Um, but like you know, I I remember uh remember like it was like one of my first shows with the band and I was like super nervous and Ricky was like just be a diva Ricky." and I, it always stuck in my head and I was like be a diva I was like this is my chance to just do what I want so I you know I you know obviously Freddie Mercury is, is a huge inspiration for me I would have to say Kellen Quinn um you know sleeping with sirens like the way his stage presence like I just love it um he always gets everyone like so hyped I mean he's the type of guy you could just walk out on stage and everyone's just gonna cheer for him and go nuts for him you know, hope that's that's the goal, like one day. Um, you know, obviously Brandon Gary as well. he's he's also a diva too. So anyone who's a diva, <laughs> I wanna be So it's on record, right? Diva. I wanna be a diva. <laughs> you know. So that's definitely, you know, um and honestly vocally, like, uh, I would have to say this Tyler Carter from issues. Um, he's just He's just on all the time and he just has like one of those naturally like perfect voices in my opinion that like, you know, he's got great tone and stuff like all the time when he's live, you know, and that's, that's really hard to find. So he's a good role model for me as well.
1: Um, actually, Sleeping With Sirens was the last band I saw live before Really, Dean.
0: Really? That's so funny. <laughs> Was Ka- to Cali Quinn guest listed us? Yeah, and like hung out the show and then. Like, I you I, you saw him? I we saw him at fun. the end. Yeah, I saw him at the end and we talked because yeah, I told him I was like I was like, hey, do you reckon you know like recognize me at all? He goes he goes, Don't worry. I'm like Christopher from Toby get caught and he was like, I did a song for you guys. And I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> like, like I was like so pumped, you know. I was, like, in the line, and, then, like, all people were, like, wait, he did a song for you? And they started, like, talking to me about it, and then, like, me and Kellen were talking about it, and then pulled me off to the side, and we were talking more about it. Um, you know, he's he's really cool. I mean, uh, one time I, I got sick, and I, I messaged him, and I was, like, do you have any, like, vocal techniques that, or any remedies? And he was super chill, and, like, we talked about it, and he's a nice guy, but, you know, really good dude. So,
1: <laughs> awesome you- band. Where did you see um them perform?
0: Worcester. Worcester. Um. And I rolled down to Where was that? uh Mansfield. So Worcester to us is like further inland and then Mansfield is the same It's closer to like Providence going towards Boston.
1: Okay. That geographically makes
0: sense. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was at that show because I interviewed Cody Carson from Cedar Oh, That's why wow. I was there.
0: <laughs> Yo, you were at the, the what, the um. Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I think Alex did Did Alex go to that? I feel like Alex did the work, the line for that show. I forget. We had to do something. Because I, I remember we were, oh, no, Alex came to us. We were, never mind. He was with us. Okay. With us. I remember he was with us doing something.
1: Yeah, I was kind of surprised a lot of people. This was their last show that I've spoken to. Like, I was like, oh, and all in different states. <laughs> so it's... Yeah,
0: I mean, that was our last show. Outside of that, like, everything kind of happened so quickly. And we played like two more shows after that. And then everything started to happen. Mm-hmm. So we we had like, I was supposed to go to Sad Summer this year. Same. Um, yeah, and Alex was supposed to, I think he was going to go to the one in New Jersey. Same. <laughs> I was gonna go to the one in uh Massachusetts and we were both gonna work in lines at both shows. But obviously got cancelled and pushed it to next year. Um I think who else? I don't know who else was in the year. Oh, it was Issues and uh uh the Dance Gavin Dance Animals' Leaders, all those uh those bands were coming around. They pushed it to August, but I doubt that's gonna that's gonna happen now. They like redid the entire report to August, but outside of that I didn't have anything else planned.
1: I feel so bad for the tourists that weren't even announced that were canceled. Like, oh. Uh.
0: Yeah. We we, got, we had some rumors of some tours we could have hopped on, but obviously with COVID, we were, they were like, oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's pretty upsetting. Like, I know, um, for my school, we were planning a concert that didn't happen due to COVID. It was like the week after everything happened, so that unfortunately didn't happen. But here we are. <laughs> Just Okay. Here
0: we are okay. as a.
1: It's it's crazy. I don't know when live music is going to come back. I recently read something that said like 2022.
0: Yeah, I saw that too, and I really freaking hope not. Yeah. Really, really hope
1: not. Okay. so I'm going to ask my last question because it's almost been an hour, and I feel terrible about keeping you
0: oh No, no, no we're, we're enjoying this conversation. <laughs> it's probably one of our best. In-
1: oh, really? Oh, Honestly. good. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Cool. Um, Some of them are so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's new to all this. Every interview has been fine. No, 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 <laughs> every interview is fun. Like we're having fun talking. Finally, going over an hour.
1: Okay. Yeah. Right. So my last question is: What are your goals for twenty twenty? We can do the year or the decade because everything that's happened, the year's kind of been canceled.
0: Uh, so for the year, our goal as a group is to, you know, get in everybody's ear, uh, effectively. Like, we can't play shows any longer, so we're gonna keep trying to find little ways to somehow creep our music into everybody's ears. We're gonna try uh, to be the best online band that we possibly can be for and everybody and live and live when that happens. Yeah, but we're, we're 2020 was thought to be dead, done, but we're just gonna keep grinding and see what happens. Because once live shows do come back, yeah. we can now be given a better ticket to play better. We do practice like non stop, we're getting better and better. just we always keep improving so like we're hoping that we're just gonna put people away to get back Yeah, and I guess decade would be just to keep being better musicians better business people uh, better friends a better people a better family to just keep doing this together because it's really good that what we have now and it's comfortable and we want to keep everything together and the big part for this band is that we hired I recruited everybody because Making sure, we all had the same goals, and everybody's goal was, I want to be at this level with no time frame, though. They just want to get there. And people that are like that, I admire because that means you know, if someone says, Oh, in like four years, I want to be here, and then four years and not there, they kind of shut down. Like, no one gave me a time. Frame. Everybody was like, I want to be this, I want to do this with music, this is what I want to do with it. And I was like, Hey, we got a spot yeah. for that. You know, I, I've, I have a lot of respect for it because, like, when with, with first. Me and him first met and stuff. Um, he saw me, he asked that. He's like, like, What are your goals? I'm like, I just I want to be a rock star. I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how we're gonna get there, but like, remember, we have to to get there, and I think like that kind of like resonated with that a little bit. I feel like if I was saying, if I give him a timeline, like, Hey, I want to do this, like, here, probably would have been like, What, (laughs) you know, because there's never a timeline, you think it's always constantly moving and changing, you know. So, I guess the plan would be, or the next 10 years, the next decade, it would probably be expect more of us, like, hey, we're going to improve, we're going to keep maturing, we're going to keep releasing content, we're going to try being more personable, like, we like conversations like this, where you and now the audience can see who we are, like, we're people, like, we can have conversations, we can talk about almost anything, but we have our own respective ideas and decisions and opinions on certain topics, and that's okay, In today's world. Everybody kinda comes down on you for having the same opinion as the group. So we wanna say like this is us, but like this is what to expect for the next decade, the next centuries Them us.
1: I love that answer. I know this that question kinda of feels like like when you're on a job interview and they're like, Where do you see yourself in five years? But Yeah. <laughs> um the answer you gave me was probably one of the most unique I've got. And oh yeah. yeah I think that right. what most artists should strive for. Just see how it happens, and do the best you yeah. can, and be guys. So, but again, probably one of the most unique answers I've gotten, and I personally think one of the best ones i received for that question. So, thanks.
0: Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Yourself. Seriously. Honestly, it was an honor. Thank you.
1: So, again, thanks for chatting with me. I greatly appreciate it, and thanks for taking the time out of your day to speak with me.
0: Thank yeah. you. Thank you, you so much. It was an honor. Thank you.